Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to Me and My Dad Watch Anime, where reading and controlling people's hearts is the true secret of the ninja. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Hello. And this week, we watch Yoshiaki Kawari's sadistic samurai thriller, Ninja Scroll. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? Right. We are under the, well, we will be podcasting under the influence of, better known as PUI. PUI? Yes. <laughs> I have now dubbed it PUI. Podcasting Great. Podcasting under the influence. For a dangerous group. <laughs> yes, very dangerous. This one is a 2017 Chateau Saint-Michel Cabernet Sauvignon. Beautiful. I was planning on doing a Kendall Jackson. I had bought it a few days ago, and unfortunately... An unopened bottle of wine does not last long in this house. You dipped into the sauce. That's the problem. And I had to go out this morning and uh, buy some more wine specifically for this podcast. Hey, we'll make it work. But needless to say, the Chateau Saint-Michel, I'm looking forward to it. Beautiful. Let's hear your little Wayne fucking pour. Ah, Yes, let's pour some. Oh, yeah. This is it. All you audiophiles are creaming your pants. (laughs) Well, now that you have uh, filled your glass to the brim, spilled a little bit on your pants, uh, what can you tell me about this movie since you are a resident, I guess, information grabber? You're the you're deep in the web. Um, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 94. Great. Very good. And uh, this is another one that's really a classic in anime circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also uh, interested to find that the Wachowski uh, brothers Sisters. had um, were influenced by this film, mm-hmm. and they actually later they did some kind of um, uh, anthology film, the Animatrix. Yeah, yeah, they uh, got a bunch of different, you know, I think it was anime and just general animation people, and they they put together a, a movie. Maybe we'll get to it one day. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, they had some kind of televised standalone sequel, the Ninja Scroll, the series mm-hmm. that aired in Japan. So, uh, Which I guess the director had nothing to do with. It was one of those things where they oh, were just really? – that's what, uh, you know, doing my own research, I found out that he had nothing to do with it. But Yeah, I guess my we- research was a little weak. But. That's okay. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I'm not looking for you to get all the answers, but I am looking on the internet for how people are feeling about this movie. We're back with another Letterbox Worst Reviews. This, you know, whenever I go through these, especially when I'm looking at the bottom, you can kind of see a trend. I tried to skip around, and one of these is a little bit shorter than the actual post, and I'll say that when I get there. Uh, But first off, we have a half star from SMP on August 2018, misogynist trash and boring as hell to boot. Uh, Misogyny runs rampant through this movie, but I wouldn't say it's boring. I was going to say, if if you're, you know, going to watch anime... It's what it comes with the territory. Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're putting out nowadays and whether this is going to fly in the, the 2020, but uh, sexism, sadism. <laughs> Titties. Oh, yeah. It's, it's right up the uh, anime alley right there. I can tell you it doesn't get much better, uh, especially with these reviews. We have uh, one and a half from Jake Moran on February 2018. There's a scene in this movie where the protagonist is poisoned and can only be healed if he has sex with one female character. Ninja Scroll is the reason why I'm embarrassed to respond yes when people ask if I like anime. That's tough, but we all have our shame about anime, so, you know, 
pick your poison. Literally. Uh, we have another two stars from Nico Biko on May 2018. Kinder surprise egg. Looks good on the outside, but there's a hidden, boring plastic toy at its heart, taking up a valuable chocolate space. I just like the metaphor. Some people are trying hard. Wow, that's uh, that's an impressive review. Right yeah, <laughs> they're doing well this time. Yeah, uh, we have uh, a two stars from Jen on August 2019. This was the longer review that I've just shortened to the the beginning. So, people love Ninja Scroll, but like it has some flaws. Mainly, it has a female ninja with a whole poison vagina. And they absolutely squander her. <laughs> and I would have to agree. I think Kagero is criminally underused in this movie and is really just, you know, we'll, we'll get this into the spotlight. But, uh, you know, the Kagero yeah, storyline. That's quite a weapon. For sure. Any male foe. Yeah. Maybe it could fucking squirt poison like a snake or something. <laughs> why? Why just make it so that she has to get, you know, abused? I mean, they were basically using her as a food taster, so, I mean... Yeah, she was a poison taster for yeah. the Chamberlain, who... Uh, I'll also bring him up in the spotlight. Yeah. Uh, let me just run through these. We got a couple more. Two and a half by Manon on July 2020. Too many reviews for this film made men giving it five stars. I think they need to gain a critical eye. Fair enough. Uh, three stars from Multi-Genre on September 2020. Anime has taught me that people with big foreheads are rapists and bastards. As a person with a receding hairline and a big forehead, I resent that. Uh, Same. Yeah. <laughs> As the, yeah, the residential balding anime podcasters on the internet, we we don't subscribe to that. Uh, three stars from Ronin Buggle on July 2020. A snake crawled out of a woman's vagina, and that was surprisingly not the weirdest thing in this film. The, the snake out of the vagina... Uh, might be a highlight, and maybe that's the takeaway that I'll, I'll get into as yeah, well. I thought that was very creative. <laughs> Usually it's going in and not yeah, out. Right. Um, that's what you'd hope. Uh, <laughs> and then three that's stars. That's some kind of a weird metaphor for... Uh, She's taking the power back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then we have one more final three stars from Rhiannon on November 2019. My parents are weebs and made me watch this. Same, Rhiannon. Same. Uh, the only thing I have to question there is what's the age of Rhiannon? That's pretty fair. I, I didn't check her profile. Maybe we can uh, dox her. I certainly wouldn't have uh, rolled this one out for you kids at uh, what? You'd probably at least have to be in high school. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think this is anything I needed to see before the age of 18. <laughs> uh, then again, you probably did watch it before that. I don't know. Well, then again, I was just watching porn. So it oh, was... no, this is your first watch, right? You hadn't seen this prior. No, I have not okay. seen this prior. Well, uh, so getting right out of the reviews, I have a few things I want to shine the spotlight on. I'm sure you'll have something to say as well. I just think Kagero gets a raw deal in this movie. Uh, you know, her character story arc is tough. The The only time you really get to see her as a sympathetic character is when she's stripping down in front of Jubei asking her to get fucked. She's just the Helga Pataki of feudal Japan. She's acting mean to Jubei like the Hey Arnold and then she secretly lusts after him. And is obviously subjected to assault after assault. What I equated to her is essentially being a, a girl in a Call of Duty lobby. All the dudes, as soon as they see uh, Kagero in her little outfit, just like, oh my god. <laughs> Female ninja. <laughs> They're just ready to go. Right. Also, like, there was just one really... I mean, there's been some there's some gross instances, but the, the Kagero crying scene after... Uh, Jubei walks off with the the fireflies going right into the woman getting fucked by the Chamberlain. It was a pretty mean cut. 
And that goes right into my second uh, spotlight point was that this Chamberlain stroke game is just unreal. <laughs> he is, you know, interrupted mid-coitus, yeah. does not lose a, a single single moment and still just does it right in front of Kagero. And that, I mean, that's that's hardcore. Blowing a girl's back out, having a mid-conversation, like, you know, you don't really yeah. get to see that. There, there was no shame there. No. <laughs> <clears throat> What was some of your unintentional takeaways or just maybe some lessons you learned from this movie? Okay, first of all, don't trust a government spy. True. Fuck the government. Yes. And if you want to clear out a town, you simply have to scream plague or maybe just kill a horse. That's also fair. Yes. The fact that you brought this up, we had a conversation before, but the fact that the whole town vacated, leaving hundreds and thousands of gold, like, you know, dollars worth of gold bars just sitting around. That's absurd. (laughs) (laughs) And my uh, second or my third takeaway is don't always assume that the killer or villain is dead. This is a constant trope in movies. You always think the killer's dead or the villain's dead. And in the background, he rises up. But here's another case where the villain comes back and you thought he was dead. But no, he's truly alive. Absolutely. And uh, obviously money and gold is the root of all evil. I think those are fair lessons. <laughs> I really, the, the the killer or the villain always being dead is the same kind of thing with the villain, you know, explaining his plan. There's just things, there's oh, steps yeah. that yeah. don't need to be taken when you're gloating or trying to defeat your enemy. <laughs> Giving them a whole fucking dissertation as to why you're committing a crime is not the best time when you should be killing them. Uh, I had a few takeaways. Always keep your sword on a string. That could be interpreted uh, in a couple of different ways, but <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Um, don't simp for poison pussy. Some women are just off limits. Don't fucking push it. Don't try to stick your dick where you shouldn't. Keep your sword on a string. Put something on that shit. Keep it sheathed. Um, a naked girl in public is always a trap, especially if she has tattoos, uh, especially snake tattoos, and always check her vagina for a snake beforehand. Um, always ask to suck the poison out before you just do it. Jubei just going straight for the thigh after yeah. she got bit was a little uh, presumptuous. <laughs> uh, sometimes, like a boxer, you don't want to lose your edge. Don't fuck before a fight. When you're just turning <laughs> away everybody, you're you're keeping your you know your adrenaline pumping. Once you bust that nut, you might as well just go to bed. There's oh, no yeah. point. You, you got to You you wait for you know when the mission's completed and then yeah, take care of business then. Then you can complete your mission yes. wherever you yes. want. Um, and then the final lesson that I took is our real enemy is this epidemic, which uh, I resonated with a lot. Yeah. So that's, that's a a theme that keeps coming up in these. Seems like pandemics are. Yeah, I guess uh, illness is on the mind, yes, <laughs> even back in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're at the part of the podcast again where we're testing your acumen, your memory. We had a pretty rough. Uh, drive back on the, the, the team bus. People gave you a wedgie, maybe, you know, spit in your hair after your performance in the last game. Um, I'm close to retirement right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, what, eight or nine episodes they, in? They're trying to, to trade me. Nobody's taken. Um, they're fine. trying to dump my contract, and uh, it's looking grim. Yeah, they might have to pay you out, dude. This is unfortunate. Let's let's try to, you know, let's try to up your your value on the market. We can't be having you just retire at this young age of what, 57 now? <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with three lies. Hey, I'm doing better than Brady, okay? Don't talk about fucking yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, our first entry on Three Lies and a Truth. Following the film's tepid response in Japan, director Yoshiaki Kawahiri had been on record as largely uh, feeling indifferent about his home country's critical shrug of the film. In an interview with MatrixFans.net after the release of The Animatrix, uh, Kawahiri has stated that Ninja Scroll in its content and construction was not made for a Japanese audience. He went on to say, I've been watching American films since I was 10 years old. What I know best is American films. The Man with No Name, The Sting, Rawhide. These were big influences on Ninja, and I don't believe a Japanese audience would know that. But Americans do, so I wanted to make a movie for them. The second entry. Being that the film was one of Kawahiri's first large budget projects, and due to the nature of the script and the director's aversion to appeasing Japanese audiences, Ninja Scroll was marred by studio oversight and intervention. In an interview at SakuraCon in 2012, Kawahiri stated that the studio had a vice grip on the throat of the film's production and even had to fight to keep certain elements of the film, including the infamous instances of sexual assault. The film is supposed to be violent, he said. If you see the animation that came out after, they took a lot from me. I was treated very poorly. That was why it took me seven years to write Vampire Hunter. I was burnt out. The third entry. While many of the characters and their supernatural powers are works of the imagination, director Kawahiri did find some inspiration for the film in the history of Japan. Along with the story being set in feudal Japan, Jubei, the main character, was a figure ripped from the history books. Based on a samurai of the same name, Jubei was a famous eyepatch-wearing swordsman who, after many years of training and rising through the shogun ranks, decided to take a warrior's pilgrimage that kept his whereabouts unknown for many years. After appearing at the age of 35, Jubei would die seven years later due to an unknown uh, circumstances. Some accounts state he died of a heart attack. Others say he died while falcon hunting. Some say during when he was fishing while others presume he was assassinated by his half-brother's attendant. And the final entry. After a teaser trailer was released for a sequel, uh, sequel in 2012, many believed Ninja Scroll 2 had fallen into developmental hell. But as of 2019, after announcement by United 3 Media, the film's production company, this has proven not to be the case. In a statement posted from the studio's Twitter account, it was announced that director Kawahiri had submitted the sequel to be a part of a collection of experimental art releases set to be released in the year 2115. One of the pieces included in this project is Robert Rodriguez's forthcoming sci-fi film 100 Years featuring John Malkovich and a currently untitled novel by Margaret Atwood. Dad, can you tell me what is a lie? All right. Be careful. I know. You, you know my tricks at this no, point. No, I do. And uh, I'm not just going to go down the... I don't believe the last one is a truth. You think the last one is a lie? Yes. You are correct. Right. That is a thing. Robert Rodriguez is planning to release a movie 100 years from 2015 called 100 Years. It does feature John Malkovich. Uh, and I guess also Margaret Atwood. has nothing to do with... Nothing uh, to do Ninja with Scroll, Ninja Scroll, yeah. no. So that's good. You you eliminated one, but we're we still got two zingers and a with a truth hidden in there. The other one that talks about uh, based on a samurai of the same name. Yep, I do believe that it was based on a samurai or loosely based on a samurai mm-hmm. of um, from Japan, mm-hmm. but I do not believe his name was uh, Jubei. Jubei. Uh, Jubei. 
Um, so I don't believe that one is true. We're done. <laughs> that was the truth. Because ah! <laughs> I saw that. Well, and... that was the thing. His name wasn't, I mean, Jubei was the middle name. It was like Yagua Jubei something. Oh, really? um, Yeah. But his name was, it was Jubei See, adjacent. I thought you were trying to trick me on that one. See, that's that's why I was really concerned about this uh, category. I was just like, well, this is in the first fucking paragraph of the Wikipedia page. I, how am I going to yeah. spin this? I but, guess I just didn't. I don't remember that his that name being in there, but it's okay. Crap. And the other ones, I mean, those were just wholesale. I just made that shit up. He actually had very little oversight when he was making the film. Apparently, he was just allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And uh, the first one I just made up. I don't think he had any intention of making it a, a specifically an American film. He never said any of that stuff. Uh, I'm glad I know I'm, it wasn't very. Um well uh received in japan though it wasn't, it wasn't well very received. you know i mean i don't know if it just was not well received or just it wasn't very popular mm-hmm. i had extrapolated it from the fact that it wasn't well received in japan and that it was in america but i just added some shit on uh tough start you know you you started hot you took a good first step but uh, well at no, least another I wasn't, stumble. Uh, total stumble out of the gate yeah you're not shooting fucking yeah. 10 over like, like tiger week. woods yeah. in augusta today i think the last couple of podcasts i've totally failed on the first one <laughs> it's it's a tough category i'm putting a lot of work in yeah. there's like thousand fucking words of uh lies and maybe one truth yeah let's let's try to i think you should start doing the uh the research on these films because <laughs> <laughs> you're coming up with stuff that's like way out there uh man i can't do all of it i have to <laughs> i have to pick and choose dad i hope you were paying attention mm-hmm. we're we're starting slow but we're we're trying to pick up I guess, do you want to stick with a, a football metaphor or a basketball one? Which are you feeling today? Because I'll paint a picture wherever. Well, being it's Sunday and football is on, let's let's go football. Okay. You got your jock strap on. You're pulling on your pads. You're feeling good. You had a maybe a tweak on your ankle on the practice field before we started, but you're you're still able to play the game. So first question on where you're I'm QB2. QB2. <laughs> you're the Jared Stidham hoping yeah. to get in if yeah. Cam can't get his yeah. shit together. Uh, at the beginning of the film, Jubei is confronted by three marauders on a bridge. After quickly disposing of two, Jubei scares the third out of his own clothing, leaving him with nothing but his underwear and a scarf. What color is the scarf? Is it A, yellow, B, blue, C, green, or D, red? Jeez, I didn't even realize he was wearing a scarf. I thought he was just basically in white underwear. It was on for a moment, and then he seemingly lost it to the wind. Oof. I'm going to say red. Red is incorrect. Damn it. It was yellow. It's okay. You know, you're QB2. You're you're not even really in the game at this point, so it doesn't matter. Maybe you just hit. Uh, no, I just, I threw a, a short out into the ground. It's yeah. Just, yeah. You hit the I'm water. I'm a little nervous. I, I, haven't, I haven't had a lot of snaps, so. <laughs> oh, Christ. Great. You got the, the rookie shakes. Cam um, just took a, you know, direct hit that, you know, he's basically in concussion protocol. I just had to run out of the field. I had no real warm up. And, great. Uh, You're yeah. looking like Brian Hoyer yeah, out there. I short armed it. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, when we first meet the Chamberlain, he is in the garden feed, uh, feeding a trio of carp. How many pieces of food does he throw into the pool? Is it A, nine pieces, B, 10, C, 11, or D, 12? You gotta be kidding. <laughs> There's no way that I would have been counting 
You have to watch these movies differently. I, you know obviously, this if I want to, you know, do any, do well in this category. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna go with ten. So close. It was eleven. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We, uh, you know, maybe Belichick is not thinking about putting you in, but you know, you're you're at least on the bench, ready to go. I just flew it over my right receiver's head, but beautiful. You know, I still haven't thrown a pick. Yeah, that's. I guess that's true. We're about to head into the halftime with the third question. In preparation for a mission to investigate Shimoda Village, the Koga Ninja devise a plan that would separate their forces into two groups. From which direction would the second ninja team cross the Taro Pass? Is it A, north, B, south, C, east, or D, west? I'm going to say south. No, sir. You would be missing out on the uh, the ninja team. They would be passing you by, coming from the west. The other one, I guess the first ninja team was coming from the north. So not only we are entering halftime, but you uh, got an intentional grounding <laughs> somehow. Not even no, basically field. I got us in within field goal range and it got sacked, a 20-yard loss. And, and you took us out. it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we, we have no points at, a, at halftime. Great. Sounds like my beloved Patriots. Uh, and Hoyer's getting ready to be put in. Fuck. I hate Hoyer. All right. We're heading out of halftime now. We're we're trying to hydrate a little bit on this this wine Gatorade. Uh, who is the fourth demon of Kamon to die? Is it uh, Muharo or Mu- uh, Mujiro? I really can't say his name. Uh, the Blind Swordsman. Benny Sato, B, uh, the Snake Woman. C, Mushizo, the B guy. Or D, Shijima, the Shadow demon i got this one you got it the blind swordsman the blind swordsman is correct you completed a pass <laughs> so far your stat line is looking wait good. a minute let's not just say i completed a, a pass let's say i just threw a touchdown pass that okay yeah i guess so after the the rough quarter that we had they might as well give up yeah. a garbage time touchdown i basically just hit uh jacoby myers on a post and uh Give me something here. Okay, okay. Because so, the rest might just be totally garbage. Yeah, you're you're at least got one touchdown. Uh, you know you're feeling good. This one is this this is not going to be good for you. On the last question, uh, what was the film's final kill count? And this was actually aggregated by uh, Carnage Count, I believe, is the YouTube. This is a video I found that uh, tallied up all the deaths of not only the people but also the snakes, the fish, everything together. How many people died in total? Is it A? 88, B, 92, C, 104, or D, 117. Wow, it's impressive that somebody actually was able, because at the end, when all those ninjas were going out, I mean, I don't see how you could have actually well, got up a count there. Mm-hmm. I watched, I mean, the, with the way that that scene is shown, a lot of them are still the same in terms of the way yeah. they're showing it. But I mean, in ter- I guess if they're showing... You know, actual dead people, and, and that's how they're making the count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go 117. No. It was 104. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> and uh, not only was that touchdown called back, but you just fucking got benched. So another another rough week. Yeah. You're just getting sent back to the locker room. Not only in shame, but they might cut you. <laughs> and I wouldn't blame them. Damn, it's it's tough being an older co- quarterback in the league. Yeah, ask Tom Brady. I don't want to talk about Tom Brady. 
<laughs> let's uh, let's jump in the 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 ice bath. Let's cool off a little bit. We're trying to you know wash away this this nasty loss and play a little. Would you rather get Sounds some camar- camaraderie yeah. with our teammates? Sounds good. Maybe it's a charisma or a a, a connection thing. So, would you rather pull one tooth out of your mouth every year for the rest of your life, or would you have to shed your full, like a full cast of skin on every first of the month? I don't want to lose my teeth. You might lose them anyway, but you would be doing it yourself. <laughs> my skin every first month. Hell, hey, that's a good, you know. Be exfoliated. Yeah, exfoliated. Yeah, I, I got no problem with that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I mean the the pulling your tooth out one no, is pretty I tough. Mean, I can't even imagine. The only reason I said that is because Jube and the the hot springs pulls out a tooth. I'm like, oh, that seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah, but it basically got knocked out, knocked out of his head. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, would you rather have a Midas touch or a poison penis? So you would turn everything into gold with your touch, obviously, or your penis is uh, in a Kagero type of situation where you're, if you have sex with anybody, you're going to kill him. Oh, this one's tough. It's I a, mean, a celebrate remember, question. You know, the, you know, the tale of Midas and mm-hmm. uh, that was a pretty, you know, cause he couldn't even touch food or anything. Right. And yeah, it turned to gold. So I guess it's pretty much death. Uh, Unless you're just not using your hands. You got your tans behind your back. You can just kind of dip your face in Oh, it. it's not just even if your body touches anything. It's got to be I'll hands. say it's specifically the hands. Since it's so, uh, the other one is so penis-centric, <laughs> phallocentric, But then you again, will. you can't touch anybody. That's fair. Uh, but I guess that's not the worst thing. I mean, if it's just a situation where I can't use my hands, I mean, can you put on gloves? Uh, <laughs> Does it still work? Let's say your gloves are not going to work. You have to really commit to one or the other. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nah, I don't want the point poison penis. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse to have the fucking poison dick. Such a man answer. It's just like, no, nope, well, you yeah. know, I will never be able to touch anybody or do anything I love, but at least my dick works. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Here's an easier one. Would you rather be a cowboy or a samurai? Oh, absolutely samurai. Yeah. You're not trying to Go into town with your your sharpshooter, looking for bounties. Nah, samurais are cool. I would agree. I was gonna say the samurai too. I always, you know, like the cowboy thing, but uh, samurai. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a cowboy. I did too. I don't <laughs> we don't understand where I got that from, but it's those good old Clint Eastwood movies. Used to wear the toy guns. I had a hat and everything. Till the gun stabbed me in the side of the. I fell down and <laughs> till the gun went the, off in my leg. No, the. the uh, the ch- not the trigger, the... Um, the hammer? Yeah, it freaking cut me in my side, and then I took it off and never wore it again. Hey, guns aren't the <sighs> My answer. cowboy days were over. Yeah. <laughs> Got retired. Yeah. Went to go live out in the country being a farm, uh, a pig farmer. Uh, this is kind of a weirder one. Let's say, hypothetically, that you were to be cursed. Would you rather be forced to turn into a tree or a shadow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what I was doing with this one. I was really kind of pulling fucking... A lot of these categories this week, I was really pulling this out of my ass. Yeah. 
I mean, does the shadow not come out if there's no sun? Well, you know, you see the Peter Pan situation where the shadow is fully autonomous. Uh, but the tree I picked because Dakawan becomes a tree-like person. So I guess you could either be an anthropomorphic tree or a living shadow. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the tree. You'd be the tree. Yeah, yeah. You'd be stationary. At, like, least, at least I'm have... somewhat alive, you know. Yeah, I get mean, to feel the sun. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the hell the shadow's doing all day. Yeah, that, you know. That seems dark. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got two more. Would you rather live with no arms or run 100 yards through a swarm of killer bees? So either it's a life of armlessness or you take your chances running a 40-yard dash essentially down the middle of the field with Ooh. all of the uh, the killer bees. Oh, they have to be killer. Well, let's say they're going to fuck you up, at least. Yeah. Well, I, I think I could take my chances. Running? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there was a swarm, you got to get through. I mean, they're not encompassing the whole hundred yards, right? They're sort of like swarming around you or, you you know. Maybe I guess could... it would. I In my mind, when I wrote this question, it was like uh, the mush. Oh, God. The guy with the hunchback, how his all bees like were, were just this big yeah. wall of bees. Yeah. So you'd just be running through that. Yeah. What's your 40 speed, you think? You think you'd be able to get through there it's, under nah, it's <laughs> 10 like seconds? it's five something. At least. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a tough one. I would one. hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't tested it in a while. We need well, to wait a minute. There. Well, my 40 speed, I was going to say, no, it's not in the 100, 100 yards. Yeah, we would just have to multiply that by two yeah. a little bit. I got about, what, 10, 15 seconds of running. Yeah, you need to get across that field quick. Uh, this... Also is a kind of an interesting one. Would you rather have to send every text message and phone call as a carrier pigeon message or be electrocuted once every time you pick up your phone? That's a no-brainer. I mean, I don't give a shit about text messaging, so. So you would just always, you know, what happens if you needed an emergency? The carrier pigeon isn't going to get there anytime soon. Well, we went a long time without text messaging, so uh, I'm good with that. I, I'm so curious as to what sexting was like back in just the old days. Let's even say like feudal Japan. Like are people doing soft sketches of a, of a hard impression of their penis on a piece of paper and sending it out on a bird? I, uh, I don't think it happened. This is a, a new thing. Oh, come on. We watched the night is short walk on girl. They had the, the crazy erotic prints. There's been pornography forever. Oh, pornography, but there's not sexting. And, I, you know, like I doubt it. Of- Benjamin Franklin was yeah. uh, has a had a fart fetish and he was writing about it to women. Like people have been perverts forever, especially through letters. James Joyce infamously has some very dirty letters to his. Well, I guess he's not in feudal Japan, but oh, I have no doubt. But at the same point, there was a hugely uh, religious aspect to you know ancient times. So <clears throat> you got to keep it on the down low. That's fair. You don't want anybody reading your, no, your no. messages, seeing your no, no, penis no, no. sketches. It, it was kept in the dark, man. <sighs> to be kept in the dark. Dad, how do you see these characters moving forward in a, in a Ghibli all-grown-up situation? Any potential sequels? Any uh, projections as to see Jubei moving forward? How do you see this going? Well, I, I definitely think that Jubei is probably going to... He, I believe he's sort of going to get anti-government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's going to want to clean up the swamp, particularly. 
Okay. So he uh, gets together a bunch of, you know, he goes out, gets himself a squad of ninjas and basically wages war against, you know, the, the government because he doesn't like the way that he was used. Wow. Yeah. He tries to pull a coup. And then I have, okay, this out, you know, this really crazy aspect of, let's say, you know, in his travels, you know, because this is just, you know, there's crazy demons and everything like that. But he finds some kind of um, time travel mechanism. Okay. Sure. And uh, he comes back to probably the 80s. Where is he finding this mechanism? <laughs> I, I have no idea. You haven't the, the idea. No, we're yeah. talking about anime. I okay, mean, okay, all of a sudden, okay. he finds this time portal. Okay. He goes fair. into a cave. He comes out. He's in freaking, you know, L.A., wherever. Wow, okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he runs into a guy that basically is the owner of Sega. Okay. And uh, they he comes up, you know, the guy tells him like, hey, uh, you know anything about computer games? And he goes, no, he, he has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And he shows him. And then basically he's the designer before, uh, behind Mortal Kombat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jubei is getting in early on the, uh, the video game world. Yeah, because he comes up with all these crazy demons and stuff. And this guy's like, where do you come up with this stuff? And he's like, hey, I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> I cut this dude's fucking head off. Let me tell you how the blood came out. Okay, that's... You know, that's your most anime plot for sure, and I respect that. I I was having trouble with this category just because there is technically a sequel that had been in production, and I, I had ideas as to how that would maybe go. But then I was looking at really the format of this movie and thinking about other movies like it, and I see Ninja Scroll has real Austin Powers type of potential. Has to, you know, there is some sort of weird entanglement between him and the female lead, they're probably going to end up hooking up together. There's a cast of, you know, wacky characters. I think this is a perfect time for the return of Fat Bastard. He hasn't <laughs> been mentioned in a few episodes, but I think, yeah, I think there just needs to be a bunch of very particular villains that, you know, form another team and come after Jubei because it's just going to happen again. That's what the teaser trailer looked like, that there was just this big group of people coming after Jubei. So I'm like, why not Fat Bastard? Why not a, you know, a Dr. Evil analogous character? No, I like it. And I think Jubei just doesn't have to feel so uh, guilty about wanting to have sex with his companions because <laughs> hopefully not all the women will be poisoned, but I'm sure they'll have their own trappings. Maybe the one will have teeth down there or, you know, maybe Benny Sato comes back and the snake is just part of the ordeal. And who's going to direct this film? Oh, no, it's not that it's a film. It's just their, his... Uh, the potential sequel, I guess. Yeah. We'll get into the fucking director soon enough because I have a surprise. Uh, but we're, we're, we're looking onto bigger things now. We're, we're trying to put this movie onto the Rushmore. We're trying to put these characters, these scenarios. Uh, the first Rushmore question I have for you. The best movie duels. Does Jubei and Genma in the ship beat out Arnold versus Predator in Predator, the uh, the tournament fight in Karate Kid, Rocky versus Drago in Rocky IV, uh, or Anakin versus Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith. And I did have a few honorable mentions. I had Neo and Mr. Smith from the Matrix trilogy, King Arthur versus the Black Knight and Monty Python in the Holy Grail, The Bride versus Oren Ishii in Kill Bill, uh, the... Uh, Standoff in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Ways of the Dragon, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, Harry Potter versus Voldemort, and Terminator versus T-1000. 
does Jubei and Genma get on the Rushmore? Well, they're all pretty good. I think this is a hard category. Yeah. The Anakin versus Obi-Wan, I don't even think that really deserves to be... That's... I don't agree with that at all. Really? You think that's a... That a might Rushmore? be the best uh, battle of any of the Star Wars movies. Oh, it definitely was, you know, uh, as far as the Star Wars movies is concerned. But I don't know if it deserves to be on the Rushmore. Wow. I guess there are some pretty good ones in the honorable mentions, too, that could be interchangeable. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's always sort of hard for me to put a lot of these animes up there. But uh, no, I'm not going to say that it belongs up on the Rushmore, but it, it was definitely a good good fight. Good fight. I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, we have our second possible uh, entry into the Rushmore. Best, best bad guy ensembles. Does the Devils of Kamon beat out the Army of Ex-Boyfriends from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the Monstars from Space Jam, uh, Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad, or the Prison Guard team in Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard? Does the Devils of Kamon get on to the Rushmore? And I really fucking had a hard time with this one because some of these are kind of yeah. ideas, but I couldn't find enough examples for a bunch of honorable mentions. So, you know, the, the Devils of Kamon have a chance, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, a pretty good uh, list of bad guys right there. Mm-hmm. The Devils. <clears throat> Even but, though they got their asses kicked single-handedly all but one by one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's put them up there. Well, who are we taking out? Uh, the Longest Yard. You think the Longest... I would have taken out Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's true. Okay. okay. I would, too. Fuck those guys. Fuck Jerry I, I wasn't a fan of the Suicide Squad. I never watched it. Nah. I mean, I, I mean, one of the picks I have for later is uh, Suicide uh, Squad adjacent, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Apologies to any Suicide Squad fans, but when I watched it, I fell asleep. <laughs> I thought you said. Uh, I thought you were going to say I was going to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I watched it, I might have. I yeah, don't know, yeah, but yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> make, couldn't make it through it. I don't blame you. Uh, best master swordsman. Does Jubei beat out Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars franchise? Anigo Montoya in The Princess Bride, The Bride from Kill Bill, or Kyuzo in Seven Samurai? And I have a couple honorable mentions: Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Maximus and Gladiator, Will Turner in Pirates of the Caribbean, Zorro in the Mask of Zorro, Deadpool and Deadpool, Conan the Barbarian and Conan, uh, Brad Pitt as Achilles in Troy, and then Blade, Wesley Snipes and Blade. Well, honestly, I think I have to put him up there because uh, he... He kicks ass. Yeah, he does. He basically, I mean, to have to deal with those devils of Kamon. I don't think any of these guys had to face anything like that. Maybe Luke is probably the closest in terms of... Uh, well, Luke's got the force, so... That's he's, true. Yeah. He's, he's also powerful. He's pro- Yes. He's probably in the same league. So who are you taking off if you're putting Jubei on? Let's take the Princess Bride off. Okay. Fuck uh, Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. <laughs> that's an unfortunate part of this uh, category is anybody who gets kicked <laughs> off, you have to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> By name. Uh, I got Maybe we're going to take shit for it, but I don't care. From who, Mandy? <laughs> no, no. Whoever, fans of Princess Bride would, I mean, yeah, somebody's going to come up with a better swordsman, I guess. But I think anybody who has... <laughs> we're making a stand. Jubai's there. Yeah, we'll say his name right, but... Right. 
Jubai. Oh, Jubei? Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. It's okay. I can't stand these names. It's it's a learning process. We're all we're all a little off. Uh, best movie celibates. This was another one without um, honorable mentions, but does Kagero, the woman with the poisoned body, beat out Bruce Banner in The Incredible Hulk, who can't have sex or he will turn into a monster? Rogue from the X-Men series, who just can't touch people or she kills them? Uh, Hancock, Will Smith and Hancock, who shoots ostensibly bullets out of his penis uh, and just doesn't have sex because of it? Or Obi-Wan Kenobi, sworn to the Jedi Order in the franchise to uh, keep his shit to himself, keep his seed to himself. Does Kagero <laughs> get on the best movie celibates? I didn't know that Bruce Banner, if he has sex, he turns into the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, there's been multiple references in the uh, Marvel movies where the guy who's playing Bruce Banner is like, hey, I can't do it. I'm going to turn into a monster. And then the girl is always kind of like into it, just like, yeah, do it. And then he's like, no, I really can't. <laughs> I really can't turn into this because I might kill you. Oh, it's good to know. All right. Rogue, she's sort of the in the same, she's got the same problems as Kagero. Mm-hmm. Um, Hancock, actually Hancock had, wasn't. I guess he did end up. Yeah, he had his, somebody similar to him. or with, Did he I have sex with her though? I thought so. Because didn't he have like an, an equivalent? I think him? they were like previously married, but yeah. they got separated or he forgot something. I the the memory of Hancock is is you know light on my mind as it is to Hancock himself in the movie. You know, and if Obi Wan chooses not to have sex, that's a son. That's a bad on him. But I mean, you see what sex does to Anakin. Once he gets a little Padme pussy, he's done, dude. He turns dark immediately. Yeah, well, it's always the folly of man. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Um. But that, yeah, well, I mean, I'll put her up there. Why not? Who are we kicking off? I'm going to say Hancock because he actually... He I ends think, up finding somebody. Yeah he, yeah, he does. Okay. I would also kick off Hancock. So fuck you, Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best power trios, and this is our last category. Does Kagero, Dakawan, and Jubei beat out Luke, Leia, and Han in Star Wars, Harry, Ron, and Hermione in Harry Potter... Uh, Harry, Curly, and Moe in The Three Stooges, and Kirk, Spock, and McCoy in Star Trek. And there's a couple honorable mentions. We have Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short in The Three Amigos, Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda in the Lizzie McGuire movie, uh, The Three Charlie's Angels in whatever iteration of that movie you want to watch, Ferris Cameron and Sloan in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Sanderson Sisters and Hocus Pocus, and then The Powerpuff Girls from the Powerpuff uh, Girls movie. And I think some of the honorable mentions actually have play in the trio, but let's let's try to keep it to the Ninja Scroll movie. Does Kagero, Dakawan, and Jubei make a play? No, I'm gonna say no. I would agree. I think that's the that those trios are too hard to break. Yeah. You're and not they were all the Harry like Potter clan. True trios. I, I don't really believe that what's the old man's name? Du- Dakawan. Dakawan. He was sort of an ass, so he wasn't really part of their trio. He was just using them, poisoning them. Mm-hmm creating uh forcing them into into the trio so forcing them to have sex ostensibly oh, <laughs> ostensibly <yeah. laughs> which was kind of a sick fuck move but yeah when you got eyes like that you you pretty much are <laughs> either going to be a pervert or somebody that is going to be a stalker as we've learned from perfect blue we're down to the live action netflix recast now uh i have a lot of opinions about some of these choices um i know that you have 
maybe something uh, to bring up in terms of the possibility of a, a Leonardo DiCaprio production. <laughs> but yeah, I guess in uh, 2008, uh, Warner Brothers had acquired the rights to develop a live action adaptation. And I guess Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Appian Way Productions was part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, they also had the screenwriter who co-wrote uh, The Watchmen was involved. Wow. I guess it's still, you know, basically, uh, obviously it's on the shelf at this point. It's in, it remains in developmental hell. Yeah, yeah. That's the unfortunate part of a lot of these uh, anime adaptations is that they never get off the ground. No. Terms of your, but I really feel like this one has legs, though. It it could definitely. There's been worse samurai movies made in terms of yeah. just people trying to make an original product. So I don't think it'd be the worst decision. Uh, they would definitely need to rewrite the script a little bit. Maybe not to have uh, Shijima fingering Kagero to yeah. control her fucking mind. Probably not. But actually, I don't know though. Ninja movies seem like that sort of passe at this point. When's the last time they made a ninja movie? Uh, I remember 47 Ronin came out with Keanu Reeves probably four, five, six years ago, maybe. I yeah, don't know. wasn't that a flop? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. What's McCallit? Uh, fucking Matt Damon made like a, a samurai movie that got maligned because he was the... Oh, that's right. I remember that. The white savior. Yeah. So as to try not to whitewash our own live action recast. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell me at least about your director? Who did you have? I'm just going to bring it up. Like, you know, could Michael Bay be the director of here? Yes. What? Yeah. I think I was actually going to write Michael Bay down. I wanted to surprise you because this has the Michael Bay elements. Misogyny, action, fast pace. Everything is just kind of going for for Bay to step in and maybe throw some effects in. You go throw some CGI on uh, Tesse. Uh, You know, there's some possibilities here. Yeah. You were I surprised. Mean, I, I was just throwing it out there, <laughs> figuring you were going to shoot it down immediately. But, you know, now you're making a case for it. Now I'm actually saying, hey, sh- why didn't I think of that? But I think I think Michael Bay needs at least one moment in time. Every dog has his day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Michael Bay is the biggest dog. So, yeah. You had a couple other options? Yeah. Um, Ang-, Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he did like. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or something like that. Um, uh-huh. He said he's done a lot of those type of you know martial art movies. Uh-huh. Um, he could definitely bring uh, an element to this that uh, wouldn't just be a straight. Well, no, it would be a straight out action picture, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it would be uh, something that uh, he would really excel. Yeah, perfect. And of course the. Wachowski uh, sisters. Yeah, they're both transgender. They're both now. They they've been both. <laughs> they've always yeah. Oh, I thought just one of them went. No, 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 no. It is. Uh, they're both transgender. Oh, the Wachowski sisters. Well, that's yeah. not a bad pick. Yeah. I also like your your third one the most, yeah. which was uh, yeah Quentin Tarantino. Which you always have to have him out there after Kill Bill. Yeah, he's kind of always in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, who did you have as your Jube? Well, I felt that Keanu Reeves would probably actually be perfect for this, but at the same point... Keanu's pretty old at this point. Yeah, but he can still pull it off. I mean... I had him as a different role, so maybe that's why I'm a little biased. Yeah, well, I saw that, but I I, I had him for this role. Okay, okay. Maybe we'll we'll de-age him a little bit and take some of the, uh, the crow's feet off of his face. I don't actually even know if he's got crow's feet. With my my casting, I'm really trying to bring young Asian Hollywood into the picture. 
you, we can't be keep whitewashing these movies, even though a lot of these people that we did pick ended up being white. Um, but I had uh, three options for Jube. One was Charles Melton, in uh, who was you know seen in Riverdale. We had Ross Butler from Thirteen Reasons Why, and he's also in To All the Boys. Uh, P.S. I still love you. And then Henry Golding, who is just has like a very sort of classic movie look to him. Uh, this is the the third picture that we have in this document here. But I think he would be able to you know grow his hair a little bit. He's got that strong, handsome look to him. I think Henry Golding would be would be a pretty good pick. Yeah, they all look like good good picks. For my uh, Kagero. I had two options. I had Claudia Kim, who was featured in Fantastic Beasts and Avengers Age of Ultron. And I also had Kelsey Chow, who was in uh, Wind River, One Tree Hill. I think both of them are, you know, beautiful actresses. Uh, They do have to play a beautiful character. Um, I hope whoever were to write this movie were to do Kigero. Not as dirty as uh, (laughs) the previous script, but I think that would work. I I was sort of thinking maybe Angelina Jolie here, but I don't know if she's getting too old for this or hey if we're throwing keanu in as uh, a yeah. jube then at we're... the same point i just really don't feel like this should be a whitewash cast which i think like ang lee would be able to rectify that yeah and, uh, make it a true martial arts picture but which goes right into my first white casting of steve <laughs> buscemi as dakwa <laughs> I don't think there's, I mean, you have your own answer, uh, but I don't think there's really any other choice. I think Steve Buscemi is the the perfect one. Yeah, I would agree. Just the eyes. It's just the eyes. He's older now. He's got the white fucking hair. I think he could do it. Yeah, he could definitely bring that, you know, goofy looking, wisecracking asshole aspect to the character. So Mm -hmm. a little Uh, pervertness. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Who is your Doc Wan? Yeah, I had James Hong. Hong. Who was in what? Um, he's been in a lot of different things. I can't think of, but just he just looks like the classic older. Uh, he just seemed like he'd fit this part. Okay, that's fair enough. I wish I would have looked up what he's done, but you know that's for the audience if yeah. we ever get there in terms of anyone listening. Um, we have the next one is Tessa. Homework. Yeah, <laughs> you do your own research. Yeah. We're fucking done. We're drunk at this point. Uh, we have Tessa. The uh, the rock man. Who did you have as your your Tesse? Yeah, I put the name in here. I wanted you to try it. Oh, half boy Julius Bjornson. Bjornson, <laughs> the mountain. The Craig Ward Clegane. Yeah, the Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think that's not a bad pick. You have to pick somebody who's big and physically imposing. Yeah. I had, but of uh, course, he's probably going to have to be some CGI type recreation at some point. For sure. I mean, unless they're this rock dude, unless they're fucking able to do it themselves, they they probably need some yeah. assistance. Uh, I had Dave Batista, who has pretty much the lockdown on the big beefy dude market. Yeah. He's appearing in Dune, Blade Runner. He was in Guardians of Galaxy as uh, Drax, but even in this picture that I put up uh, of him as Drax, I mean, he has a he's close to the Tessai look or Tessai look. Yeah. So I, I think I mean he would be the first one to call. <laughs> I started thinking maybe The Rock was going to go in here, but then I go, no, Rock's too too cool to be. Well, The Rock would just never sign on to be no. uh, assaulting anyone on camera. He's yeah. got too much money right. involved. But maybe they wouldn't even have that scene. Future president Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not going to be in this movie. <laughs> uh, who did you have as your Benny Sato, the snake woman temptress? Yeah, I was thinking Lucy Liu. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, I had Angelina Jolie too, potentially. Yeah. Here. I I also had a for some reason when I saw her, I was just like Jennifer Connelly could step into this. She's not afraid to yeah, get nude in a movie. Yeah, I see that. Benny Sato is just naked a lot of this time, and you know Jennifer Connelly is is uh, not shy, so she's definitely been there before. Speaking almost completely from Requiem for a Dream. Uh, <laughs> who did you have as your blind swordsman, Mujuro Utsusu? Yeah, bad. I um, I was thinking about Michael Pitt, and I I don't know why because he was in uh, Ghost in the Shell. For some reason, I feel like he sort of was a. I don't think he was blind in that. But then again, I'm thinking, okay, blind swordsman, you know, kung fu. Uh huh. And then I'm thinking, Bobby Lee. The blind kung fu master himself. It is I, the blind kung fu master! (laughs) We were talking about this beforehand, but Bobby Lee is is criminally unused. I don't know if he is going to step into the Mujuro role where he's running through a bamboo forest being nimble. But he might be down for the nude scenes, that's for sure. He would definitely win the movie. He would, I mean, he would just win the duel. You never know with that man. Yeah. With all that they work might not even TV. actually kill him off. He might just have to limp off somewhere, you know what I mean? Bring him back in the sequel. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> we need a Bobby Lee yeah. Samurai sequel. Yeah. Uh, I had... No, it's fine. I had two picks. Uh, one is more of a joke, and then one is maybe viable. Um, my first one was Jared Leto, who, you know, maybe he's decision-making is blind with some of his decisions in terms of being in a movie like The Outsider, which was critically maligned, which was him as a Yakuza assassin. Um, I, I, you know, he also has played a, played a blind person before, so I don't think it's too far outside of the uh, realm of possibility for Jared Leto to get the call, grow his hair out, and play a swordsman in a Japanese movie. I'd rather have Keanu Reeves, personally. I think you shave off whatever sort of facial hair uh, he's got going on and just let him run around. I think Keanu is, what, a 60-year-old man at this point, almost? <laughs> but I, I think he's still got some of the tank. Yeah, no, he. those are both, you know, good picks for that. Mm-hmm. And for these next couple ones, uh, Mushizo, did you have anybody for the rest of these demons? No, because you would come up for uh, with um, Andy Serkis as a CGI character, which... It's a cop-out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it just seems like that is a perfect, yeah. you know use of him i mean i can see him sort of being a a schmeagle type character that uh could only be done with cgi i think that's probably the only way to approach it either that or there's a lot of prosthetics which is why i had a second choice who was uh andrew tiernan who played ephelides of trachis in 300 yeah he was the big hunchback guy who ended up you know betraying <laughs> actually i i feel like they stole it from this movie <laughs> his look yeah i don't think uh course, i, think I don't think his hump on his back was a uh, a bee's nest but <clears throat> no it was just filled with evil <laughs> bad choices uh fucking some of these are pretty hard for me the rest of the the demons for shijima literally the only reason i picked this one is because the picture that i'm looking of shijima just his nose is long so i just picked adrian brody uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd really have any good answer for that. Yeah. Well, with this one, I was thinking if Quentin Tarantino was involved, mm-hmm. remember in Kill Bill, there was the one, um, girl that had the, <clears throat> the ball or on the chain that she yeah. could throw out, you know, 
this guy oh. had the same thing. So I was like, maybe just recast it as a female. That would be great. Yeah. In this 2020 world, we should be casting more women. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, for my Yuri Maru, I had Ezra Miller. And the way that I was thinking about this was Yuri Maru is, uh, you know, just he's a gay savage. That's really what it comes down to. He obviously has a thing for Genma, but he's turning down uh, Zachary. He just doesn't want any fucking play from these women. Choked her a little bit, uh, you know, which is why I picked Ezra Miller as my choice, who I believe he is by, but there is an infamous video of him choking a young girl in a grocery store, <laughs> like a Target or something. And he's still in Hollywood? You know, fucking, if Mel Gibson is still getting movies, I think uh, most people can get away I with that. I don't anything. think he is. I, I think he was just in a movie like last year. What are you talking about? Yeah, he probably did for free. Yeah, well, uh, we don't need to get into the uh, the litigations of Mel Gibson. The, yeah. the rest of the world will. Twitter will do that for us. Yes. As Twitter will come for us one day as well. Uh, we have two castings left. For Zachary, I had uh, Constance Wu, who is from, you know, she was seen in Hustlers, Fresh Off the Boat, Crazy Rich Asians. And the reason why I picked her is she knows how to blow a good thing up for herself, uh, just like the character. Who, you know, the reason I made that joke is she, she infamously um, <laughs> caused a, a Twitter stir after the sixth season of uh, Fresh Off the Boat was renewed. And I guess she was upset about it. But that caused the whole fucking drama. So that's a fun little joke. Okay. Who is your choices for Zachary? I was thinking uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Bring back Trinity. Yeah. We just need the, the Wachowski sisters yeah, to well, be helpful you know, with this. It depends on who the director is, and I can see him rounding up. You know, they always, you know, keep the same people that they've worked with before. So I can see her falling into this role. Okay. And then I had Rooney Mara. I think that's a pretty good choice. Yeah. I just love Rooney Mara. I've always had a thing for her. Something about a thin girl with dark hair who looks like she's underfed just gets me going. I don't know what it is about <laughs> Rooney Mara. Uh, we have our final <laughs> casting. Who is your Genma? Who is the big bad? Um, yeah, I had a hard time with this one, but I was thinking maybe Tom Hardy. Yeah, okay. Be able he, to pull this off. He's beefy. Yeah. He's beefy well, for sure. Well, he can beef up with a role. Yeah. I, uh, I had Brolin again, just because I'm looking at Genma. He's got this big chin. Yeah. He's a big, strong guy. I can just see Brolin putting on some muscle mass. Mm. And also, Henry Cavill wouldn't be, uh, the craziest pick for me if he grows hair out a little bit. Maybe let his sideburns go, yeah. but... Genma was a hard one. He was another guy with one of those metal arms. So yeah. <laughs> we just have a, a running joke now of people just with a nice plated arm. Yep. It's that time of the podcast, Dad, and it's the yeah. last call. Oh, man. You have any questions for the director? Or just questions in general? Yeah, I didn't have a lot, really. Um, the only thing I always notice is they had – there was all these scenes where there was like a, a thin – like he had the rope on his on his sword, mm-hmm. and they used it to climb back up the cliff when they uh, had get blown up and you know went off the cliffside. Yeah, and I'm like, how the heck are they gonna grab that thin piece of thread? It's like thread like it wasn't like rope. Yeah, and they just like easily were you know. I was like, come on now. Yeah, unless it was just not some that that's like whatever. It's just, a deal breaker in yeah. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what a plot hole is the the fucking rope, the yeah. thread. I mean, that's the only thing I could pull out. You know, it's like, hey, that 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 looks like a lame rope. 
My, I guess I had a couple questions. Um, I looked up the melting temperature of gold, and yeah. apparently it's 1,910 degrees or something like that. And, you know, I just have to question how quickly that gold is going to melt into a, a big river that's going to take uh, Genma out. Yeah, that was a stretch. I mean, the the fight scene literally lasted, what, five minutes, ten minutes? Mm-hmm. And uh, all the gold bricks were not going to melt in that time. So. Not even all of them either. It was just yeah, like you still see them. them. Right. So it was, it was a little much for me. Uh, how exactly did Jubei cure his poison? Because either he was able to do it purely through a kiss or he ended up fucking a dead corpse, which I would not like to think the main character of doing, but... I mean, what happened? I don't really understand. Is she only, uh, you know, is the kiss enough? No, I believe it was just the kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's bad for Dakuan, who's, you know, trying to get our man laid. But sometimes <laughs> you just need a, you know, a chast little smooch will get you through a battle better than uh, getting laid, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like the earlier point, you got to keep the uh, the adrenaline pumping. We're at that time. We're here on Notes and Arata. Is there anything you want to apologize for? Anything from last week, this week? Anything you want to make a last note of before we give a rating here? I can't think. Is, do you have anything? We I'm we sure were... we probably need, you know, something to apologize for. Yeah. Or... We apologize to the Wachowski sisters for not yeah. properly getting that right. Oh. Um, something about... You know, I think uh, little people we should apologize for. I guess that was something we needed to bring up from last episode. Or we alluded that we were maybe going to try. Yeah. Um, just generally sorry about everything. We're just a sorry sack of people. <laughs> <laughs> what would you uh, give this wine rating, Dad? What would I give the wine rating? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it eight out of nine demons of Camors. Camor? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Darn, I was going to use the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it uh, I'll give it six demons out of Kimon out of eight. So What did I say? Eight out of nine? Because there was only eight, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, crap. Okay, it was seven. It's okay. We're, we're, you know, you're on your second glass. I just finished my first, so we're already on the deep end. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys all so much for listening this week. We will be back uh, again next week with a new movie that we never really decide beforehand. So you'll be as surprised as we are. Excellent. Thanks again, everybody. Drive home safe. Don't drink a drive. Uh, Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.